to Chasing the Peloton. I'm your host Peter and this is episode 11 in the series Meet the Migration Gravel Races. And today my guest is endurance rider Omar Al-Sadi. Today's episode of Chasing the Peloton is the penultimate Meet the Migration Gravel Races before the Migration Gravel Race. And in the next week or so, riders from around the world will be arriving in Kenya in preparation for the start of the race beginning on the 23rd of June. And you can keep up to date with everything that's happening over on the Migration Gravel Race Instagram feed. And also you should go and follow Chasing the Peloton on Instagram as well. And speaking of the international field of competitors taking part in the Migration Gravel Race, today's conversation comes via Dubai, where Omar is based. Not necessarily the first destination that you have in mind when you think of cycling, but Omar does a pretty good job of selling Dubai and the United Arab Emirates as a cycling destination. He should get into the tourism business. And also, he's done a number of endurance events. So we also discuss his experiences. He shares some of his tips. And I really like his philosophy on cycling being more about the experience and meeting the people and being part of a community of cyclists who like to do crazy things on their bikes. And so here is my conversation with Omar. So to start this podcast off more formally, shall we say, and to introduce you to the people listening, uh, could you perhaps introduce yourself and, and tell tell me and the listeners where, where I'm speaking to you from? Yes. Uh, so my name is uh, Omar Al-Sadi. <clears throat> I am from Dubai. I work as a mechanical engineer in uh, Dubai Electricity. And uh, yeah, I live in, I was born in Dubai. I live in Dubai. Uh, I'm from here. So, uh, and you know, uh, the, the thing about Dubai is it's a multinational uh, city, or let's talk about the UAE in general. <clears throat> uh, my coach is <clears throat> sorry, my coach is from the UK, and he lives in the UAE. I I, I know so many people, uh, you know, from different places, and uh, everyone is 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 in Dubai. And this is what's what's really great that when you you live somewhere like this, you get to know everyone from everywhere, and you <clears throat> you get exposed. To all these kind of uh, different cultures, yeah. which is really cool. And uh, <clears throat> cycling is a new spot for us, and um, uh, and it, it's really cool to see how how it is developing and how things are going to a greater you know future. Uh, we have so much uh, uh, great uh, amateur races. We have professional races. We have professional teams. We have Emirates team you know yeah uh, the country the country supports that team and it's, it's, it's doing amazing which which really reflect to uh you know our vision of you know being great in 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 so many things and we're not just a, a country that 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 focuses on you know petroleum and stuff like yeah, this, yeah. this is what people really think about yeah it's just petrol. but now yeah. it's we're focusing too much on tourism and you know what we can offer people here and uh, i think People are extremely happy to 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 live somewhere around the UAE. We we are we're only one million local, by the way, yeah. and the other eight million are expats. Okay. <laughs> so, wow, <laughs> it's a 
so we are the minor, minority in, mm. in, in, in the community. But I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a great way of living when you live between, you know, too many different uh, yeah. uh, people. And um, yeah, I started cycling in, uh, in 2015. I started again cycling because, you know, when we were kids, everyone had a bike, but yeah. you're, not a, you're not a cyclist then. You're just a kid with a bike. Uh, I started as a mountain biker for multiple years and we do have great mountain biking trails uh 45 minutes away from uh, dubai oh, wow. okay. from the city center yeah uh we do have actually a uci uh, uh races happens in 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 in, in that uh, uh trail which which is which is really cool yeah and uh, yeah after two years i i i decided that mountain biking is not gonna give me fitness because you know it's far away and you have to go you go once or twice a week and it's not enough so i decided to, uh, to join uh, road biking as uh, an enhancement for, for for fitness and then after that uh, i met my coach and he is um, an ultra endurance uh, race racer and he okay. is a great one so his name is neil Coblin. okay i'm not sure if you know him he was the second overall for biking man in okay. in, in in uh i think 2018 19 something like this mm. and uh yeah i was i was i was inspired to do what he does when the when when i first met him and i knew that he he does 300 to 400 kilometers per day i was like this is insane you know why would anyone do this to himself and <laughs> now people keep asking me this question why do you yeah, do this and now you yourself? do yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So yeah, I, I did three races. I did Bikeman Oman, mm. I did then Bikeman Portugal, and uh, <clears throat> then I did the race around Rwanda. And uh, I finished in the middle, not the first guy, not the last guy. So like, I'm very happy where I am at the moment. You know, it's, I'm still new to to, to cycling. Like even yeah. if you say six six years, uh, it's it's not that uh, long. But uh, I'm pretty happy where I am. And, you know, I'm aiming to be better and train to be better and, uh, you know, uh, hoping for, for a better future in ultra endurance cycling. Yeah. So, so was it particularly your, your, your coach um, that got you into the, the ultra endurance stuff? Kind of what, what, how did he sell it to you in the first place? Did you just see what he was doing and think that looks cool or, or did he yes. convince you? Yes. You know, the, the, uh, the expression on on my face when I heard that he is doing that that was you know priceless and I wanted people to see this I wanted to see it on people's faces you know and when you tell people like my longest distance was three hundred sixty five kilometer per day with three thousand meter of climbing you know and people just get like what why <laughs> how and you know yeah. uh, with with a fully loaded bike and, and uh, stuff like this so. Uh, I think for me, it's the achievement that comes after an ultra endurance race. It's what encouraged me to do more and more and more. Sometimes I hate myself in the middle of the race. Like, mm. why do I do this to myself? You know, why I'm suffering now by choice? Yeah. You know, I'm taking a day off from work to go suffer somewhere else. Mm. You know? <laughs> but for some people, it does not make sense. But for me, it's the whole experience around uh, uh, the, the ultra endurance is just I, I think you, you can't get any any experience like this anywhere else yeah yeah and and i mean i'm in no way speaking as an experienced endurance rider but 
Um, I mean, I only did my first one a couple of weekends ago, but I think, and I don't know whether you'd agree with this, the beauty of doing something like that on a bike is quickly the suffering finishes or it's kind of, you're moving fast enough that kind of every hill will end or <laughs> kind of even every like dark patch or every patch of rain will event, end eventually and you'll get through it. And um, I also found that uh, all I've cycled enough so that every element of it I'd already experienced previously on much shorter rides. This just happened yeah. to be kind of yeah. a 300 kilometer ride. Um, and so in the moment when I was like, oh, I hate this bit, but it's like, well, you've cycled this road before. It just wasn't after already doing 150 kilometers and it will soon end and there'll be a downhill and the sun will come up and everything else like that. Um, yeah, that, that was my experience of it. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think it's the, it's, it's, it's the achievement though, you know, after, after you combined all of these small achievements and of course any, any ultra cycling race, you, you can't put it as like one race. It's not 1,000 kilometers. No, it's every, it's every day. Every day is a different day. You know, every day you have to set up a small goals for yourself. So if you think about 1,000 kilometers, that's insane. But if you yeah. think about 250, 300 kilometers, then it's, it's doable. You know yeah. that after 15, 16, or 17 hours of fighting, you will be done. Yeah. And then tomorrow is a different story. <laughs> you wake exactly. up tomorrow. Yeah. We'll worry tomorrow. Yeah, we'll worry. But it's very much like living in the moment. And I think that's that's quite powerful. And um, in our conversations leading up to this, I really, really liked your, shall we say, philosophy on cycling in terms of uh, the experience and the community being the the essential thing for you. Uh, yes. Yeah. So perhaps you could explain a little bit more about that. Yes. The, the most interesting people I have ever met, there were cyclists who are going to do ultra endurance races with me because people think us they think that we are crazy you know to do stuff like this and it's really cool to see that there are more crazy people like you and you're not going to find them anywhere else you're not going to find the same people who have, who have the same amount of passion in a different place you're not going to run to you know to someone in a cafe and you talk to them and then they're going to say oh i do this kind of crazy things no yeah <laughs> we, we it, it, we sell very rare people, you know. There is only a specific amount of racing in through the year, and there's a yeah. specific amount of people. So you are only going to meet those people in these races, and then you're yeah. going to share crazy moments together. And this is something also an adds up. You know, you're not just going to share a story with them. Mm. No, you're going to share an experience with them, and yeah. that will make you bond so much more. Uh, you know, you will see someone and then after one hour, then he will drop you and then after hour, he will see you and then, you know, it's just going to keep chasing. And when, 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 when you think about like a hundred kilometer race, you know, uh, it's like you meet each other after each like three, five seconds time. But then in, in, in the 1000 kilometer, you see each other after like one, two, three hours, you know, it's like yeah. he stops, he stops to pee. Now you catch him. Yeah. <laughs> you stop to be, now you catch him. Yeah. It just, it keeps like chasing each other. And, you know, everyone gets something different. Everyone gets a different experience, you know. And you guys are all gonna, going to share this experience and stories after finishing the race. I had so many great and cool stories that yeah. happened yesterday. You know, it's, just like, it's a fresh experience. And it's, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's something that, 
you can't find anywhere. You need to be with your people to share your, your experiences and your story with them, you know? Yeah. And I guess, like you said, because it's quite unique and there's a very, not very small, but there's probably quite a, yeah. a small yeah. group of people that do it, that there's only a small people, a pe- group of people that would necessarily understand or appreciate um, the achievement. You could, you can go and tell your, your family or your, or your friends from school or whatever else and say, yeah, I did, I did a thousand kilometers um, over four days or whatever it is. And they go, okay, cool. But what does that actually mean? Whereas someone yeah. else has done it goes like, oh, right, you did that. Did you do that bit with the, yeah, okay, that was hard. What have, what have been your, if I was to ask you for some of your best memories, because like you said, you've done um, uh, the, a couple of biking man events and the race around Rwanda. What what memories stick with you in particular from, ah. from some of those events? Rwanda was the most uh, amazing experience. Yeah. I think that experience changed my, my, my whole perspective, you know, of, how cycling should be, at least for me. I'm not asking anyone to do a thousand kilometer with 70,000 meter climbing. This is not, yeah. the number is crazy, you know? Yeah. But do one day in Rwanda, do ride for one day in Rwanda. You're going to see something you've never seen in your life. So, uh, so many stories happened in Rwanda. One, one of the craziest stories that uh, uh, one time I went to, to, uh, to a restaurant and then uh, after the food i wanted to pay but i did not find my wallet and of course their money is so big like if you take like for example a hundred dollars it's going to yeah. be this much you know it's like you can't put it in a wallet so i keep all my money inside my uh, frame bag or title yeah. bag or whatever so i just paid but like, I, I lost my wallet i lost it somewhere i, I don't know where it is after two, two or three hours uh a car stopped next to me and it was the, the photographer of, uh, of the race. And he yeah. said, uh, are you missing something? And I said, yes, my, my wallet. He said, yes, here it is. So a guy in the middle of a field, in the middle of nowhere, wow. found my wallet. And he opened it and he saw a white guy. Of course, white guy in the middle of nowhere in Rwanda. That's, that's crazy. So yeah. he saw that guy as the next white guy, uh, you know, riding yeah. a car, driving a car next yeah. to him. He, he, he this is not a coincidence, said, two white guys in my field on the same day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so he stopped him and he gave him the, um, the picture. I was like, do you know this guy? He said, yeah, this is one of the reasons. It's like, give it back to him. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy how you think those poor people who live in the middle of nowhere, you know, will do the effort to bring you back your wallet. And I was not worried about my, my, my credit card or something. They don't have ATM machines in it. You know, in in yeah. in these villages, you know, they, I don't think they understand like how to use it or stuff like this. But uh, it's it's the gesture, you know, of uh, doing something to you know, to bring you back something like in the middle of nowhere. Like I did not expect to see my wallet again. Yeah, you know, but it's 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 crazy to think that they're gonna do all this effort to to do it. And you know, so many friends had different experiences uh, that that gave them a special meaning for, for Rwanda. So I really encourage everyone to, to try to do Rwanda. They do it as a journey too. Yeah. So you don't need to race it. You can just yeah. choose parts of it or do only the road uh, without the gravel section. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, you've also experienced um, a little bit, a little bit of the culture as well. And you've kind of, um, you've gone to these places that, no tourist would normally go to. And I think that's also, we'll come on to talk about the migration gravel race shortly, but that's something with these events um, where 
you are you might as well have fallen from the sky they've never seen a white person before potentially <laughs> and i mean i'm completely ignorant on this as well uh that's well, true I, I'm, that's I'm quite, true yeah. yeah they touch you they touch you yeah they want to see like how does a white man feel you know it's 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 because you're so different than them yeah but yeah as, as you said uh, it's something that you can't explain. You need to see it by yourself. Mm. And so this leads on to my, my question. And uh, well, you, you suggested as well that the, the race in Rwanda changed your perspective on cycling as well. Perhaps, like, what, what, what changed in your perspective as a result of that? Well, <clears throat> the big thing is uh, cycling is not going, going and riding in France. You know, that's, that's, that would change because whenever you tell anyone uh, you want to go for a cycling vacation, people would say Mallorca, uh, go to France, go to Spain, go to Italy. And these places are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have no doubt it's, they're so beautiful. But you're going to get only the experience of the, you know, the great scenery. But you're not going to get ex- too much experience from, from cultures because those cultures are actually blended with our cultures everywhere. You know, it's, it's kind of similar. But then when you go to places that are remote, the people have never, uh, so little people only visited those places, you know, you're going to get something very different and you're going to see the kindness of people. You're going to see the, you know, something different than what what you used to do. And this is why uh, this race was on top of my list. You know, it's, it's, it's going to take you somewhere where, where you're not going to go and cycle there by yourself. Uh, this is this is something that I do actually admire in this kind of races. Like, even if I wanted to do that to ride in Africa, I I don't think I'll be able to to go and ride there unless if it was organized. And yeah, yeah, and and it really tests your resourcefulness as well. Compared to I can go and cycle in Mallorca, but the infrastructure exists where I don't even need to take my bike. I can get the equivalent bike that I have here and go and ride all the climbs on nice roads and i probably don't even need to speak spanish that much um <laughs> but uh drop drop me or drop a cyclist in yeah in an ultra endurance race in uh in africa or, or somewhere else or far east asia or something like that and um it's a whole different story and i think certainly what attracts um me to it is uh the, the the fact that you need to be more resourceful and I think everything and, and not to necessarily get too deep into like cultural commentary but everything is so easy nowadays and I guess it's the same in Dubai like everything's at the, the top of your smartphone and whatever else like that the the kind of elemental part of being a human being where um it is okay where am I going to find water where am I going to find something to where am I going to find shelter where am I going to find food um they're the only things that matter and I think um for for some people, that's that 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 gets lost, and these kind of events are where you can you can find or at least experience for a little bit th- these things that we've perhaps lost. Yeah, that's 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 hundred percent true. And I always tell people that we are living very comfortably, and this is why we like to challenge ourselves by doing, you know, whatever challenge uh, you're doing. It's mostly because you're actually comfortable, you know, all year long. You just do this one race where you test your limits, where you go outside your comfort zone. And when you try something that you, you never thought you would do mm. just to get the experience from it. And I believe like our grand, 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 grandparents, 
if they had the chance to do that, they're not going to do it, you know, because they're, they're already living yeah. a relatively hard life. You know, they don't need the extra challenge in their life as we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. We're trying to recapture some of that hardness, shall we say. Um, yeah, but so talking about races, the next race for for you and I is the Migration Gravel Race. I think it is undeniably something that looks spectacular um, and is particularly exciting. Um, you mentioned before that you'd you'd actually apply to, to do another race, but then you, you, that one got cancelled and, and you got into this one. What in particular attracted you, about the, attracted you to the race? I think Africa. Yeah. Just Africa. That's, that's, I think that's the magical world for me now. Anything in Africa. Yeah. It's taking me back to Africa. <laughs> my, last, uh, my last travel was to Rwanda yeah. when I did the race. That was... Uh, that was in 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 in, in uh, February 2020. Yeah. So uh, 2020. Yeah, I think that was yeah February February 2020. And you know after I I, I remember when I when we reached to Rwanda, they tested our uh, temperature, and yeah. that was the first time uh, we saw this. You know, the testing temperature that was still new and. Uh, when after we came back from Af- from from Africa to back home, everything was yeah uh, going to shut down. So the, my last memory was Africa, and it's still stuck in my head. Like was Africa that your last race? So beautiful. Yeah. Which which video? Was that your last race? Was that your last? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yes. You've done. Yes, 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 yes. I couldn't do anything after that. Yeah. I everything was uh, just closed. I hmm. I sticked. Uh, to doing uh, stuff locally. Yeah. Um, do you know if any of the guys that you, you cycled with in Rwanda are, are doing the Migration Gravel Race? Uh, have you kept in touch with any of them? Not, not, not anyone who's... There is, there is actually two or three guys who are going to, yeah. to do it. I don't remember their names. I was not a uh, close friend to them, but the people I went, I was close uh, to, uh, I don't think they're, they're, they're coming. Mm-hmm. No one of them coming. But I know Simon. Yeah, uh, he is the organizer. Him and Matthew, they were the organizers for uh, race around uh, Rwanda. Yeah, and uh, Simon said that he is coming. So I'm, I'm looking forward to race him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he did he did the other race, and now he is a racer with me. See? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'd, I perhaps the, perhaps you have been doing something specific for it. Perhaps you haven't. I, I, it's mixed in terms of when I ask people the question about specific preparations for the race. Is there anything that you're doing in terms of your training or your preparation? Or is it kind of, we'll just get there and we'll figure it out? Because uh, I think no one really knows what's going to happen because uh, this is the first time it's happened. Yeah, they've done, they've done a recce, but kind of this is, this is going to be slightly different. Uh, but I'm, no, I'm stuck with my normal uh, ultra endurance uh, uh, training. And uh, I think it's 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 good enough for me at the moment. Um, I I did not do too much gravel riding. I'm very comfortable riding on gravel because yeah. my background as a mountain biker. Uh, but then the most important thing for me now is to get as much uh, endurance as possible. And to do that, you need to do you know zone two, six hours, uh, 
yeah. yeah on a boring flat place you know what you've seen i think <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, i i think it's more important for me to do that than do uh like a recon or something similar to to yeah. to a race and I, i'm i i'm like, i'm ready for it like i have my bike i i ride with the bike and equipment of the race all the time yeah okay so my so my bike is i i'll i do have a mood uh moot route 45 mm. uh, i'll be running a 43 millimeter uh, gravel okay. king tires and i have a loud fork i just put the loud fork because mm. uh, i was i was reading through the manual and it was written that i'm gonna need the double bar tape and gloves and stuff like this i was like okay what can i do more to to be more competitive you know yeah. they're not gonna put loud fork in the manual <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know i i was actually looking at love for this long time yeah, yeah. so uh, i found a reason to uh to buy it without my wife you know screaming at me yeah I th- I'm, <laughs> I'm just going for the i'm just going for the double bar tape uh yeah i'm not going to stretch to a love fork <laughs> and maybe two pairs of gloves yeah 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 so yeah and uh yeah i'm gonna run with the uh frame bag yep and uh, there's going to be, to be a two liter uh, uh, yeah, ladder inside it and two more bottle bottles, uh, water bottles on, on the fork. That's also my plan. You, um, I've been if trying to work out, out what, what to do. Um, but you got, you, yes, you got a half frame bag. Yeah. I do have a full frame oh, bag. Okay. I, yeah. I did try the half frame bag and I hated it before. Okay. Uh, I, I stuffed it with too much uh, clothing. Right. And uh, it popped up like to, to the side and yeah. it was scrapping my, my knee and I had to open my knee and then my knee inflamed. And it was a big, long story that I did not want to repeat. And I mm. think full frame back will, uh, will do much better in terms of, you know, the capacity. Yes. And at the same time, I, I don't like to, to, to put, you know, to take the water bottles from half a frame back. Because it gets tight there, and you need to get maybe only a small water bottle yeah. to be able to remove them with a you know a side cage, not yeah. not a normal cage, and it's too much hassle. So is, said, these nah. are pro tips from an endurance rider. I'm I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a free lesson here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, all these stuff I I learned by experience. Exactly. And it's yeah. Just trying trying it up, you know, and uh, yeah. So I'll put two two water bottles in the front uh, on the park yeah. and may most most probably i would just you know refill the bladder from those uh, water bottles i'm not too much uh, i don't i don't care too much about my timing you know i don't mind the stop to refilling my water but so this this five minutes yeah it's not going to be a formula one pit stop it's gonna no yeah. <laughs> no i'm just gonna stop you know do it yeah. like normal people do and then you yeah. know continue riding uh yeah i don't think um, i'm gonna get too much benefit from 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 rushing or from weight cutting i i was i was also thinking to put one water bottle uh inside the frame also if yeah. if if it fits and yeah, yeah. but yeah and uh, uh maybe i'll get uh, you know more clothing like a jacket or something like this and my food and maybe a frame, a top frame, a small bag. Yeah. Just to, to, to keep your foot uh, uh, next to your hand. Yeah. Just yeah. To, not not caring too much about the weight, but you know, caring about the 
the durability of the stuff and then to be able to continue the race. I don't want to see crash because I don't have enough for that. You know, it yeah. does not make sense. No, that would be um that would be a big shame. And I think that that's the biggest thing in my mind at the moment is just because like I said, I did this uh this yeah, three hundred K six thousand meter climbing um event uh last weekend and that was that was a real lesson like you said you learn from experience yes this is just one experience i have had but suddenly i was like okay now i better understand how i go through water and how much i'm gonna have to carry because i'd i'd underestimated at the start and kind of then was i mean thankfully i was in england so i could find like a tap somewhere to fill up but quickly realized that um the way that my my body goes through water so quickly and how much i sweat i'm gonna have to be a lot more conscious of taking more water and that's something you could read on all the forums or look at all the youtube videos and say this is how much you need to take but you're never going to know everyone's different and you're never going to know until you try it yourself yeah so there are there are uh, three things that you need to train for you need to train your body yeah you need to train your you know for riding and you need to train your mental of you know pushing hard and yeah. then you need to, to train your strategy of eating and you know especially when you're tired, you know, after doing 100 kilometer, 200 kilometer, you're going to stop eating because you don't feel like you want to eat. Yeah. You don't feel like you want to drink. And, but then if, if, if you're trained to, you know, just put your emotions aside and just fill up your uh, mouth with something, just eat anything, yeah. you're going to be able to continue because you're, you're feeling mostly down most of the time because uh, not because you're tired, it's just because you have less fuel in your body exactly. and then you have too much fuel on your bike. It's just like, <laughs> take it up from your bike. It's, it's an extra yeah. weight for you at the moment. Yeah. Put it's it a in double your benefit. Mind. You get energy and you lose weight. You go, why aren't <laughs> yes. you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it, you, you need to train for this. You know, yeah. whenever you talk to people about how much you eat, they say, you know, we can't do that. And it's not an option. It's not an option. If you're going to do something very long, yeah. we try to eat something every half an hour. Yeah. Just make, put, put up a rule for yourself, you know, just try and then put up a rule like, I need to do this each day. So for example, my coach put uh, an alarm in his uh, Garmin yeah. in each 1000 kilometer, in 1000 calories, he will eat a big meal or something like this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which will, which will go into be a system in the future for you. And this is how, uh, it's going to be much more manageable for for you to 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 do these stuff because they are hard. It's hard to eat. Yeah. yeah, if you remove that kind of having to think in the moment, you just kind of yeah. automate it through. Even if it's just like a a prompt, then um, when emotions are all over the place and energy is is kind of making you think weird things, like the beep on your Garmin or your Wahoo, whatever else says, <laughs> just eat something, and then you go right. I don't even have to think about that. My my computer is telling me to eat. Again, going back to <laughs> trying to recapture something ancient about uh, struggle. That's <laughs> our ancient ancestors didn't have a um, <laughs> a GPS device that that beeps. So, so there are still some some modern benefits that uh, that help out in these situations. Yeah, but that's that's for sure. And it's all a matter of uh, experience, and everyone is different. Yeah, this is what people need to know. You know. It's not a certain amount for certain people and for, for everyone. And, you know, you're going to be good if you did this and this. There is a rough amount for everything, mm. but then you need to experience yourself and uh, 
see what works for you, what does not work for you. Sometimes people, like for example, people have allergy from some foods, you know, people don't and other people don't. So you, you can't put one food for all, you know, and yeah. or one amount for all. Yeah. Good tips. Um, interestingly, well, it's been, uh, we're already been talking for 40 minutes, which uh, it's flown by. You, you, I really have enjoyed listening to hear you talk about cycling and your experiences. Um, I try and keep these under 45 minutes. Um, so I just finish off kind of changing things a little bit. Uh, I know very little about um, cycling in Dubai and the UAE. Kind of what is, you, you mentioned about it, it's, it's a lot of expats and foreigners. Um, is that generally kind of the the scene or is there quite a big kind of local scene? How is it? Is it road? Is it mountain bike? So looking at some of your pictures on Instagram, it looks like there's some incredible roads, um, very smooth tarmac to be cycling. Yeah, I, I think I think you can have your best cycling experience in the UAE. Right. This is something that not most people know, but we have one of the best tracks in the world. So we have one track that you can do one loop. And it's in the middle of the desert. So mm. one loop will be 160 kilometers. Wow. And yes, and nothing will interrupt you. So except deer and oryx. <laughs> These are the only things that can run, yeah. you know, into you or like on, in front of you. But other than that, you can just, and it's all mostly flat. So in like in the 160 kilometer, you're going to get maybe 100 or 200 meters climbing, which is nothing. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, you, you can have your best training there because yeah. if you want to stick to zone number two, you exactly. don't want climbs, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want just smooth. Out. But it's windy. So when, when the wind comes, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle. Mm. But other than that, it's just uh, perfect. We are not allowed to ride in, on, on most roads, main roads. Uh, the, the, the police will stop you and give you a fine. Yeah. Uh, but um, if you go outside the the, the, the city to, to the outside road, back to the back road, then there, there are some amazing uh, mountains there that you can uh, cycle around. And uh, I, I think I think it's it's really an incredible place to come to in the winter, in especially. The winter, yeah. yeah, of course. No, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so hot now. Like at the moment, it's 45 degrees. Oh, wow. You know, and, and we're not still in no, the we're, we're still in, not in the summer yet. So <laughs> when the summer will come, the humidity is going to be 100% and uh, the, the heat is going to be uh, maybe around 50, which is crazy hot. And we have to go and cycle around three in the morning just to be able to survive. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit difficult, but then, you know, in the winter, it's, it's, it's a rewarding. And I think, uh, you know, all the people have to have like, uh, you know, cycling vacations here in the winter so you can come from Oct end of october november all the way to end of march and mm. you will have a, an extremely pleasant weather all day long and uh, we have great bike shops we have great uh, you know cycling facilities there are tracks in the middle of the city there are uh, tracks outside the city and uh, there are a lot of cyclists at the moment i remember three years ago i used to go on park and there was like 20 to 50 cars at the time. Now there's 200, 300, 400 cars, and you cannot park. <laughs> there, is mm. no, there is no parking. But it's a shame that you have to drive with your car all the way to, yeah. you know, to go cycle. 
uh, I, but things are going to change in the near future because the government here is thinking of connecting all the roads together to put a cycling path so people can nice. can drive. But, but I, I don't think we have the, 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 the commute uh, mentality uh, here in the UAE. No. It's, 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 cycling always means uh, sport, it's not commuting. Just go for a ride and train or you know, enjoy a ride with your mm. friends. But it's a beautiful place to ride in. You should work for the tourism board. You should, uh, you should, you should be. They should use you to advertise cycling tours. <laughs> actually, I've actually, never consi- I, I've never considered it. But um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm considering it now. But I'd be like, oh, I should look into that. Yes, you should. You should. Actually, I'm working on on opening a cycling business here. Cool. Uh, in in Dubai, and yeah, I'm going to focus on this, on bringing the cycling tourism to the UAE. Because I think people are going to enjoy it yeah. so much. Nice. Well, um, I think on that note, uh, we can end our conversation. Omar, thank you very much for, for speaking with me. It's been a real, real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation too. As I mentioned at the start, this is the penultimate episode of Media Migration Gravel Races. And next week we have a special guest who is probably one of the most well-known faces in alternative bike racing, as well as professional bike riding. So until next week, keep chasing.